Welcome to the Happy Business Show featuring Therese Skelly of HappyInBusiness.com. Listen in as we pull back the curtain and share real-world stories of successful business owners just like you. You'll love the truth, honesty, and inspiration revealed in each episode. And now, Therese Skelly. Hello, hello. This is Teresa and another episode of the Happy Business Show. And today I'm going to share a kind of a funny story about my uh, wacky dog named Kaylee. Because <laughs> Kaylee has been, you know, as most of our pets are, our children are, Kaylee has been a huge, huge, huge teacher for me. And the the talk today is called What My Dog Taught Me About Business and Leadership. Okay, so this this story actually happened a few years ago. But just, you know, there's some things I'm like really good at, like, Coaching, speaking, um, pretty good parenting, singing. I'm even a decent singer, but but I would say, I, you know, I hate to say this, but as a dog owner, I probably would get like a B or maybe maybe a C plus. Um, I mean, it's not that I don't care for my dog because I freaking adore her, and most people would think I'm an awesome dog owner because I buy like she, I buy. <laughs> Super high expensive dog food for her, you know she's she's very 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 well loved. But there's this one little problem. Her name is Kaylee. One little problem, and it's that she hasn't been able to be socialized. And see, I am like this crazy advocate. You know, one of my top values is bold self-expression. And so, sadly, I was never the kind of dog mom that would say, no, you can't get on the couch, Kaylee. No, you can't sleep on my bed. And no, 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 you can't jump on everybody because she's just expressing herself, right? And so this is a place where, where sometimes your values get in the way of running a good household and having a healthy dog. Now, just some backstory. I got Kaylee um, in 2005, like about one month before my ex moved out. So she was... Eight months at the time, and she was a freaking wild, crazy lunatic. She had been actually abandoned. And I used to say, you know, after she had eaten shoes or done whatever crazy stuff, I would say, I I, I understand why, why your previous owners would. I mean, that's terrible. Um, I love her, but whew, she was a handful. And I think when I first got her, you know, going through divorce with little kids, I didn't have the bandwidth. I, I, I just, I couldn't. I didn't have the balance to get her trained, but you know what? You can't. You can only use the divorce card for a year, and it's been ten. <laughs> so, ha. Huh. Anyway, so I did eventually get a trainer, and I want to tell you about this story because this is super, super, super important. So, okay, so the trainer was named Susan. So she would come to the house, and if you're going, why are you talking about your dog? Just hang in because there's a business application. I, I guarantee you. Okay. So I would put Kaylee in the leash, and she was completely insane, such that it was so uncomfortable. It was not fun at all. I would take her on the leash, and God forbid we saw a dog or a rabbit or, I mean, she was, she, and she's a pit bull boxer mix, so she's like 50 pounds, and a beast. She's so strong. Like, she's crazy strong. She actually, she's actually jumped out of the second story window, jumped out to go after a cat. I mean, like, she's a lunatic, right? You get in the picture here, right? So what I just stopped doing is taking her out. 
It's like, I'm sorry, this is, this is not stressful. It's not fun. I don't enjoy any of it. It creates so much stress. I'm exhausted by the end of the time. Screw you. So actually what I would do is I would actually like, it felt like a fugitive. Like I would like under cover of night, like I would put her in my car and we'd have to, you know, because if she was in the car or when there were people or dogs on the street, then she's like jumping around screaming like, oh, are you getting the story here? Gosh, I've gone on for like four minutes how hard Kaylee is. So hang in. It gets better. So I would like, you know, put her under a cover of darkness and like, you know, take her to industrial parking lots where there would be no chance of any other animal being there. And she would get a few walks. But that was all because she was so wild. So I got a trainer here. And Susan would come over. And what she would do is she would get Kaylee in the mindset of who was in charge. See, Kaylee is like a crazy, crazy alpha dog. Like, She's like the queen, right? And so what Susan would do is she was so good, she would she had this process. Like Kaylee could not hit the street until she was submissive. And sometimes that would take 15 minutes. Sometimes that would be Susan just zigzagging back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, until Kaylee understood that Susan was the leader and she was going to make her do what she wanted to do. I don't know. I just don't have that kind of patience, right? I, I'm, I'm, um, I'm more like, let's get the leash on and let's go. So, so Susan was working with Kaylee really well and getting great results. I, I would just marvel at what Susan was able to have Kaylee do. And then she said, okay, so you do it, Trace. And it wasn't fun. It was not fun at all. Kaylee was not listening no matter what I did. She wasn't settling down. So here I'm working harder and harder, getting, you know, worse results. And it was totally frustrated. And what hit me was like, oh, my God, this is the feeling that I used to have before I started outsourcing all those areas in my business that I didn't like and I wasn't good at. When I first started my business, I didn't have the money. And back in 2006, their VAs were not very prominent. And so I would be doing spreadsheets and just shit that was not my brilliance and I was horrible at it. I would like sit, I remember one time actually saying, I'm so busy doing this administrative stuff, I don't even have time to see clients. And it was in that moment, walking with Kaylee, it was just like, dang it, like, ugh. That's what this is. This is, feels like hell. This, this trying to do something that is just, you're not good at it and it's not your brilliance and it's frustrating. So I was having like this deja vu, a deja vu moment because that's what all business owners and entrepreneurs go through when they hit the wall because they're not working in their strengths. You know, my vibe, my brand is about creating a business you love. And when you are starting to do tasks that are not in your skill set, like it will just, it will just drag you down. Like your energy will diminish, your effectivity, effectiveness, I mean, your productivity will just, right? And that moment, I'm walking there, and I'm thinking, ha, this is why I freaking teach outsourcing. In fact, I actually said to Susan, the trainer, like, you know what? If this were my business, I'd outsource because it's not fun, and I'm not doing a good job, plus I'm super frustrated. I said, you know what? If this was a business task, I would definitely turn it over to a VA. Don't you think? Do you get what I'm saying? And the truth is, I have a really wonderful business because... I do outsource. I don't do things that are frustrating. I don't do things that are not in my skill set. I don't do things that drag down my energy. So it's interesting. Susan came over another day, and I said, you know, oh, my gosh, I just had this, like, aha. 
like this dog training and delegation thing, like, oh, oh my gosh, this is like, duh, this is what I teach my clients. And I was really impressed with her. She actually told me something that kind of rocked me. And she said, the thing is, Trace, yeah, you can outsource having Kaylee exercise. Sure you can. You can have somebody to walk her. But you cannot outsource being the leader. And I was like, shit, that's what Kaylee was not responding to me because I wasn't being the leader. And see, in that moment, like, it totally shifted for me because I actually had watched colleagues, like, I watched their businesses always go down, almost go down the drain because they always gave outsourced material to things that they should should have done themselves. You know, um, I could tell you horror stories of, of people that said, oh, let's have my VA fire this, somebody else, or I, let's, have, let's have this person handle that bad customer service thing because it's a pain in the ass, or let's have this person, you know, it's just like there's a fine line between this is mine to do and then abdicating responsibility in, in service of, quote, outsourcing. And I know I went too far with that, right? I, I outsourced a lot of stuff, but I had to take a look at what was it that I wasn't willing to do. See, I think we can, like, overuse delegation to not face the music or not take personal responsibility. It's like it's, like it's easier to stick our heads in the sand and not have courage to be a powerful leader, so we just go, oh, outsource, outsource, outsource. So let's talk about this. Here's the things you can and you should outsource. Oh, my gosh, I probably have a list of ten. Marketing, you know, have somebody do your newsletter, sending out articles. You could outsource your schedule or or connecting with customer service or booking speakers. You could outsource research, bookkeeping, social media, like client support, anything related to word processing or data entry stuff, graphics, web design, copywriting, all that kind of stuff, database management. But here's what you cannot give away, all right? Being the leader for your team. Being the leader. Speaking the truth when things are hard. You know, I, I for a while, had um, a person on my team that wasn't really a good fit. And because I liked her so much and I and I wanted it to work... I kept having my project manager, my business manager, try to work with her to try to make accommodations. And, and what ended up happening, it was so frustrating to my business manager, but her hands were tied because I was, like, in essence, allowing not great service to happen and not great, you know, from this, this contractor person. And then my business manager was in charge of managing her, but it it was really frustrating. So I finally had to step in and say, that's not yours to do. I need to handle it. And we came to an agreement that it was time for her and I to part ways. But for a long while, I wasn't doing that because I was in my little kind of codependent, but I love her and she's so good when she's on it. And let's just give her one more time, one more chance. You can't outsource creating the culture of what your company is and sharing that. You know, it's it's like it's like you can't just go to a branding specialist or a marketer and say, okay, tell me my colors and my vibe and what I'm about. That has to be birthed from within you. 
And so if you do have a company or, a, or you're working with a team or even with your clients, it's like, what's your vibe? What's your brand? You need to be speaking that. You also can't outsource the vision for your future. You know, I, I my business manager and I regularly have conversations about that. It's like, well, what do you, where do you see us going? What do you, what do you think we need? We, we kind of co-create this. But ultimately, it is my responsibility for doing the vision. And you absolutely cannot outsource raising the bar for expectations, right? You want to see in your people and yourselves and your, in the kind of possibilities a higher level. Because if you don't have buy-in, so again, you know, how many of us have gone to a coach and they said, well, here's a funny story. Um, I was working the last couple of years ago, I was working with a coach and I did a VIP day. And I set a revenue goal. I was like, okay, I'll have uh, half a million dollars within three years. That would be my revenue goal. Well, somehow she didn't hear the three years. <laughs> She's like, okay, boom, 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 here's a plan for you to make a half a million dollars in a year. So in essence, she raised the bar. And truthfully, I couldn't buy in. I, didn't, I wasn't able to see that for myself back then. So that's a perfect example of you must take ownership of your vision. You can have somebody holding the bar for you, but ultimately it has to become yours. You also can't outsource communicating what's real. Like, what's really going on? Is You know, like, um, are things working? Are they not working? Where are you at? So this is kind of about that transparency thing. And you must take responsibility. You must, must, must. It, but basically, kind of the buck stops with you, right? So this is what leadership is. Leadership is having the vision and being the powerful enough leader to say, Here's the deal. This is how it's going to go. You know, the reason Kaylee worked really well with the trainer is because she was so solid in her vision for what was possible. She knew that if she could get Kaylee to calm down within the first five minutes, then the rest of the walk was fine. I hadn't yet tapped into that. See, I was still back in the history of like, well, this is how it's always been. <laughs> She's a pain in the ass. It'll never get better, right? And so, so think about. Where this is going to break down? See, it breaks down when you're stuck in the history. It breaks down if there's any leak of power in you. Like I was giving my crazy dog power to basically completely change my life. Like I always wanted a dog that was socialized and a dog that was fun, and I and I just had given up on her because I didn't understand. You know, Caesar, <laughs> Caesar Milan, oh, love Caesar Milan. If you ever watched the dog whisper, he says, I rehabilitate dogs and train their, and train their humans, basically. Dogs are fine. It's us that mess them up. And I think that's such an important life lesson is and when he works with the people with, with, seriously, you've got to watch the old, the old episodes of the dog whisper. When Caesar works with people, the first thing he would say is, what, notice your energy right now. You're approaching your dog. What's your energy? You must be the leader of the pack. And so in your business, in your life, are you being the leader of the pack? You know, when I first started, I have this blessing and curse. Both are true, right? So the blessing was I had some brilliant, brilliant, amazingly talented friends, super talented. One was a top copywriter. One was, um, you know, publicity person. One was a strategist. Another one was, you know, she could look at systems. And so what I would do is, again, the delegating piece or outsourcing, I would think, well, I don't know that as well as so-and-so. I have to ask her. 
I have to ask her. I have to ask her. So I have these ideas, and instead of, instead of developing the self-trust, this is when I very first started, instead of like understanding what was mine to do and, and how to do it the right way and kind of figuring out how to vet the ideas and, and anchor them, I would say, well, what do you think, Sean? What do you think, Michelle? Mary Pat, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Which is, again, the blessing is how cool to have those people, but the curse is I wouldn't even think my own thoughts. I wouldn't even take it in long enough to say, let me look at this. Let me get a decision on it, come to something initially strong, and then bring it out. I would just go, should I do this? Should I do this? Should I do this? So I was acting in a really disempowered way because I, in essence, was outsourcing my authority. Well, they're all experts in X, Y, Z. So lucky me, I have all these experts. I should ask them, right? No, I should become an authority and a leader in my own life, in my own business, to know how to ask the questions and to know what's true and then go to the experts for some refinement. So I want you to notice patterns. Notice the places in you where you have maybe maybe you got a client that's a little <laughs> she's a little like my wild dog Kaylee. Maybe the client is like jumping all around and like wah, you know, chasing rabbits and kind of wacky. How are you being with that? You know, back in the day when I first started, I was probably a little I was probably like wanted to please everybody and didn't want to piss people off and and I and I I probably enabled a little bit as opposed to today I would just say ah stop hold on stop. You're spinning around right now, and I need you to stop. Let's just take a breath. Come on, come on, come on. Let's take a breath. Let's calm down. I, today, can create an amazingly powerful space where people can just fall in and just rest and just get mass breakthroughs. But it took a while to develop that because I wasn't able to be that in my own being. Does that make sense? So if you look at, you know, the dog training Caesar, Caesar, I just totally have a crush on Caesar Milan. You've heard it here first. But anyway, Caesar is unflappable. When dogs are crazy or wild or whatever, he's unflappable, and he just brings this peaceful, strong leadership energy in. He doesn't ask his cameraman to handle it. He doesn't ask another trainer to, I mean, he's just, he is like that mountain of strength. And so that's what this is about in terms of your business, your growth, your life. How are you showing up? Are you being my wild dog, Kaylee, like flying around? Or are you being Caesar, and now me, being strong and able just to like ground and, and own your stuff and own your leadership and being the one that you know you're in charge? So I just want you to really look at that this week. How am I showing up as a leader? Am I okay to speak my truth? Or do I need 15 people's permissions to do that? Do I understand that I may have to change course and that might ruffle some feathers? Or do I, again, ask for permission and stay small and stuck so I don't have to offend anybody? See, your clients want what you have overcome. They want you. They, If you have made this journey to being a leader and being masterful, that's what they pay you for. They don't pay you for your darn process. They don't pay you for nine hours of coaching or to get a website or to lose 30 pounds. They pay you because they want to be like you. They pay you for that power in you. They just go, wow. 
it's your presence, it's your presence and your energy and the power with which you show up that is really, really, really magnetic. So, lessons from dog training, right? This is what Kaylee and I want to show you. <laughs> oh, by the way, let me finish the rest of the story. So, um, I, I, I just never ended up being able to do really well with Kaylee. <laughs> and I, I do great with my clients and my business. But Kaylee, I couldn't master until my, my sweet boyfriend just decided, no, 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 he's, she's good enough, she can do it, and he, and he has the leadership ability where he can walk her, and she goes crazy, she sees dogs, and she's a lunatic, but he's unflappable, it doesn't stop him, so she gets walked every night, she's a happy, happy, happy girl, she tries to chase her little rabbits in the street, and God forbid we see other dogs or cats, but, but she gets, she gets out, she gets to do it, because he, he can do it for her. Um, so she's a super happy dog. Just want to let you know. Ten years later, she's a really super happy dog. So, so that's it. And I'm wanting for you to let me know how this is for you. Where are the areas that you want to step into more leadership, more, more being that grounded, solid, powerful you with a really big mission and vision? I'd love to hear from you. So, already much love, many blessings, and we will talk later. Bye now. You've been listening to The Happy Business Show with Therese Skelly. Join us next time and invite your friends to join us at thehappybusinessshow.com. Visit thehappybusinessshow.com and get Therese's five-part video series, Eliminating Money Blocks. Thanks for tuning in.